How's it going guys? It's Scott from the Outlaws of Horror and today we have got a really good podcast ready for you and I'm joined by two of the Outlaws. Introduce yourself lads. Outlaw Colin here, nice to meet you guys. Hello everybody, Outlaw Paul. So yeah, tonight guys, as we have a very special guest on it again today, um, also again with Colin's backdrop, <laughs> you'll uh, notice that it is Jeannie Jeffries from Dawn of the Dead 1978. Right. There will be some mystery for the listeners on audio formats. They won't know my background, so they'll still have a bit of a surprise. That's a good point, that actually. I don't, I don't think of it like that. Yeah, I know. We, we need to remember everybody does listen to these as well as watches them. So, yeah. If you are listening on the audio format, the, the YouTube one is to entice you to see us and yeah. our mad facial ramblings and expressions. <laughs> our crazy facial hair. Indeed. Right, so shall I get her in now? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Let's no. go. Get it on. Right, we'll cut that there. Yeah. Snip this together. Thirteen nineteen. It's a nice, quick, and short one. Hey, JD, you okay? Hi. Do I click that um, camera icon again? Um. There we go. There we go. Hey, hi, Jeannie. <laughs> hi everybody hello oh, there's three of you hi yeah, hi i'm <laughs> paul by the way i'm the guy you don't know i'm not a stalker or a weirdo or anything like that i'm just one of their mates hi okay yeah. and, uh, and i'm colin. colin we've met in manchester and in pittsburgh so i don't know if you remember me but we've met twice i remember you look awfully familiar <laughs> There's probably a hug in there with you and I somewhere. Definitely, oh, there definitely was, and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> how's everybody? You're all in the. How's your weather today? Really nice. Well, yeah, we, too bad. We're a bit sporadic across the UK, uh, but where I am, it's been nice today. Yeah, it's been really great. Yeah, it's been it's been yeah. warm. We have a blue sky, hardly any clouds. It's about fifty-six, fifty-seven degrees. It's, it's not too bad. I think it's fair to say we're getting ready to go back into our lockdowns very soon, no doubt. Oh, crazy, huh? Oh, mad. Insane, to say the I mean, least. Just, everywhere you go, you have to wear a mask and you can't breathe. And it's like... the, the trouble is, is it's the people are misbehaving and it's just making it worse. People are getting frustrated and it's making it worse. And I don't think there's any government on the planet that's effective on it. Well, maybe the Chinese, but hey, they caused it. <laughs> Speaking of Chinese, Scott... I ordered something and it came in the mail today. Really? Mailbox. Yes. It's like this and it had a cut in it. There was nothing in it. I mean, I got my package, but it was like totally open. So I was thinking, the mailman's up yeah, to something. Yeah, the mailman's okay. up to something. Well, actually, on, on that as well, Jeannie, um, obviously Colin and uh, Paul are lending their services to be zombies in that film as well. <laughs> Which is being filmed next weekend. We are. We're going to be extras, zombie extras. I'm so looking forward to this. So, yeah. any tips you have about being a zombie extra, being as you are yes. one of the iconic zombie extras, we're happy to to have. Any tip about being a zombie extra? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, have a, have a hell of a lot of patience because you can <laughs> stand around and stand around and stand around. You know, just you know, make sure, just have a lot of patience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, so yeah, so basically, how we do these podcasts, Jeannie, is we just basically chat about whatever it is we do, um, ask a few questions, you ask us some questions, whichever. Um, 
once we've finished, we'll do all the intros and outros and all the editing and stuff, and then we'll send you a copy of it. And if you like it, we will then release it. If you don't like it and there's something that you want to change in it, let us know and we'll do our best to get it changed. But we'll make sure that it's good for you before we release it. Wait, you're talking about this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to be hard for me to hear you guys. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not a real clear connection with, with any the three of you. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be going, what? <laughs> we'll try and speak a bit clear. I'll, yeah. I'll try and speak clear. Yeah, we'll try and speak slower and clearer. If that helps. Okay. A little louder, a little stuff. That helps. A little older, yeah. a little harder hearing. <laughs> so just just for your benefit if anything scott says to you is is uh, is a bit difficult to understand he speaks in a dialect known as northern <laughs> so um whereas the southerners amongst us we speak in the queen's english whereas our northern friend he speaks in uh, a language known as the coronation street english what would that be hey up love how are you doing <laughs> hey up, Alice. i've never heard that <laughs> Never from Pittsburgh. I was like, I have my own language. Yeah, <laughs> we have lots of dialects in England. It's great fun. So, yeah. how's uh, how's Jim? How's Arrow and all them lot? How's Jim? Yeah. Is that what you asked? Yeah. Um, he's out golfing. He was going to be home around a little while ago, but they started so early in the morning. There was frost on the grass. Yeah. So they made everybody stand around and drink coffee for an hour. So he's like, <laughs> he's he's doing okay. It's, you know, between us guys, it's just, it's hard. The the, the chemo brain, he, it just doesn't click in. I mean, he can go out and do golf and stuff. But boy, for thinking about, he, I feel like I'm thinking for two people. It's, it's, it's difficult a little bit being with somebody. It's kind of stressful that, you know, that he has the cancer going on like this. But he, he's doing okay. I mean, today he's having fun and he's out there playing golf and, you know, that's really good for him, getting fresh air. I was, um, how He'll was, for two days now because of it. Wow. Yeah. It'll wear him out. He'll just come home. How's <laughs> Arrow? Hmm? How's Arrow, the raccoon? Arrow? Oh, yeah. my God. Um, I see him, unless it's raining, raining, raining. Yeah, I see him every night. He's hooked up because he kept breaking into the kennel that I had Stormy and the two girls, Haley and Neely. I had three raccoons out there, one, one boy and two girls. He kept breaking in, and then he'd break out. And I was like, I mean, he's a big boy. And he would go somehow, he'd lift up the gate and he'd go between this, like at two inches at the most. I don't know how he did it. But um, anyway, he's, he's doing okay. He's still, I see him almost every night. Cool. Oh, no, hated that horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. And you know he's healthy and he eats and he's hanging out with a guy and two girls, so he's he's hey. got. Hey, <laughs> he's doing all right then. He's not <laughs> He's not doing too badly then. Uh, that's really good that he pulled through. Yeah. The other two know about raccoons, huh? Yeah, yeah, love it. I followed you with the um, arrow thing for a long time. Loved it. I'm glad he's doing all right. I should probably write something on Facebook again because so many people helped me. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever asked for money in my entire life that I can remember. And yes. we got a lot of people pitching in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll start with the, the obvious question then. Um, <clears throat> Dawn of the Dead. So, in your 
in your words, what was it like to be on the set of Dawn of the Dead? Also to be probably in the say the top three to five iconic zombies in Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> and to just basically be in that area at that time. Uh, well, there were a lot of sets involved with Dawn of the Dead, you know. <laughs> it was um, it was incredible. I did you know how I got picked for all that and all that kind of stuff? If I mean, you could I, tell I, us, it'd be great. I, I've, I've got some idea, but if you could, if you could get it out of it, that'd be awesome. Because I picked up something. The reason how it all happened. How long do we have to talk? I mean, we have more than like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah just you just go first. You talk slow. I'll talk fast. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> but I was the, um, you know, I was the um, Roman Hood, the Iron City beer girl. You know, yeah. right? And then they came out with that new beer. And I became the Robin Hood cream ale girl, right? Oh wow! I was I was um, passing out beer, and I got uh, I was passing out beer at this. Oh, where'd you go? I lost you. Well, you can still see and hear you. Yep. Should I hit Skype again? No, no, we're still here. I mean, we can still hear and see you. See you. Well, right, right now I don't see anything except my Facebook page. <laughs> um, should I minimize it? What should I do? If you just maybe put your mouse over the Skype icon, you can. It'll probably appear back again. Should I hit it? Should I hit Definitely. my button? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, won't it. it won't close it. There you are. Yeah, you probably minimized <laughs> it. That's what it was. So it didn't close. <clears throat> my mouse. <laughs> Don't be touching your mouse. It wouldn't anyway, be a podcast without some technical glitch. I was, I was, I was um, passing up beer, and then I got hired as a KX call girl. And long story short, um, that's how I met Tom Savini. And then um, um, I picked Tom for a Halloween costume, and then he picked me to do makeup with him. So anyway, and then he introduced me to George one day, and George says, okay, she can do makeup. And so day one, my day one was with Jim Pratt. Uh, oh, awesome. They were filming Jim. That was my first day. So I had missed two weeks, and all the stuff you see in the beginning of the movie had, had I, as far as I know, got done the first two weeks before me and um but i was the airport with jim and it was so that was one set and then of course the monroeville mall was most of our most of our stuff and uh, it was just i would say it was eerie working in the mall that i used to shop in at, at night and then we had to leave it you know we had to be out of the mall at least by me I had to clean up all my stuff and get out by about eight o'clock in the morning. And a group of us would go for breakfast and we'd have spaghetti or something because <laughs> you know we'd worked all night. So that was our dinner. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. It was just interesting working in Monrovia Mall, making such a mess. I mean, all the scenes you see, they weren't fabricated like they can be digitally done today. It was all real stuff. We made a lot of messes. You know, I know I left a lot of blood in that mall and different creeps and crannies, you know, <laughs> you know like the, um, the boiler room and stuff like that. Oops, I touched my mouse again. I didn't lose. Anyway, it was just, it was fantastic working. And who would have thought that the Dawn of the Dead would have become what it is right now, that you guys all love it so much. And we have the, we all have so many fans. Working with George Romero was absolutely fantastic and Mike, most of the time, if you see pictures of me behind the scene, 
I'm with Mike and George. It was like the three of us. So from that, I missed the first two weeks until I met Tom and then he hired me. But um, after that, I was on the set every single day of that movie, every single night of that movie. <laughs> and of so, course, day. Hmm? So you've become a makeup artist on the film. You're working in the Monrovia Mall nights, making sure everything's going well in that respect. How do you go from that to then, right, now you're going to be the blonde zombie? When did that first become a thing, and how did you get into that? Alex George. He had, um, if you see the original script, there was there was a part called the blonde zombie, and that was just George. I mean, we had a good relationship, and I was always on time, and I did a good job, and I listened to what he said. Sometimes I said, wait, I'm not done yet. You know, I'd have to do a little bit more something, and then I'd go, okay. You know, so we had a nice relationship, the three of us. Mike and George and I, and um, so anyway, <laughs> he just he it was in it was in the script, and uh, he just said, "Genie, I'd like you to be the blonde zombie," and, and he told Tom, "Go make her ugly." <laughs> and how, That's how not was that an easy possible? job. That's not an easy job. <laughs> in fact, it took two times, which is like I'm not bragging, but. Tom did me, and then we went back on, on the set where the truck was and everything, and George told Tom, no, it's not enough. Make her look uglier. <laughs> so, <laughs> you had to go back and do a little more blood. And, you know, but Excellent. it was fun. Let me just tell you, it was fun, and I think it was mostly fun because George hired really, really, really nice people because George was nice. And I think when you're a nice person, you want to be around nice people. So, yeah. We've heard that. We've, we've, I think we've heard that across the board, both you know, myself and Scott particularly, but also Paul now coming on. We've, we've been lucky enough to either see a lot of you guys at the panels or, thank God, you know, interview you with, with this arrangement. And that's just the one thing we get, whether we're talking about night or dawn or day or land or anything else. It's just that everybody was just so nice. Everybody got on. George was great, so friendly. It's just it's the one one thing that seems to run through all of the stories. It's so great. That's it. So when you talked about the mall earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we obviously me and me and Colin have been lucky enough to go to the mall. And um, at night time when it's empty, it's it's very eerie. It's cool. It's there's something very cool about the mall where there's nobody there, all the shops are closed, but you can still it's so cool and when we go back or if we can go back i hope it's next year i mean um, remember the guys on the motorcycles coming in i mean yeah. are you serious yeah mm. <laughs> oh. oh anyway it was fun i wish you guys were all there when we did it <laughs> yeah. extras and known what it's like to be an extra if I had a time machine, there's a few films that I would like to go back in time and just just uh, force my way onto set as an extra for. And I think um, definitely in the mall is one of the ones you'd want to have a life experience with because they, they, they got away with a lot. You couldn't get away with a lot of that nowadays, not without a lot of money and a lot of planning and a lot of health and safety. And yeah, no, it's uh, we were supposed to be there this year, but um, it got cancelled. So. That was my. That was supposed to be my first visit, so I'm kind of gutted. So I hope next year it can be, we can get all this rubbish behind us and get to yeah. some form of normality. Fingers crossed. What's your thought on that? Do you think this time next year we'll have this garbage behind us? No, you know? I, I don't. Know. 
no because i think society i think as a society we're too stupid and financially the world is too they care too much about the economy than public health yeah and i think yeah. the older generations will um suffer for financial negligence and greed it's called greed 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 isn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. when i mean I, I used to really only listen to talk radio for reasons that's got nothing to do with this discussion. Uh, and I kept on when all this started, but it, it was just COVID, 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 COVID. Every three hours, the presenter would change like it did anyway, but the subject never changed. So, so I gave up listening. I just went back to music and enjoyed music for months and months. But as we've been slowly, apparently, mentally getting back to normality, which is not happening, uh, I've gone back to the talk radio. And a lot of the commentators that let's say lean to the right if you like oh yeah they're talking about get back to work get back to spending gotta get the economy back up and i'm just sitting there thinking you can't there's going to be no economy if there's no people you need yeah. the people and if the people all day there's no economy it's just yeah. crazy what's going and on and they need to the, the trouble is the society needs to adapt in new ways of working and i mean I, i'm my company i'm based in london but i haven't worked in london since february and the company I work for, they 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 asked the staff, do you want to work in London? And most of them said no. Uh, the trouble is the government are now going to try and force people back into London to help the little coffee shops and everything else and stimulate that economy. When in actual fact, anyone who's ever lived in a major city, I've never understood in all my working career why I have to go into a 70 floor tower block. Um, which if there's ever an emergency um, can't be evacuated safely or terrorists want to blow it up it's pointless just allow the economy to spread into the communities around any country rather than having these huge metropolises you know convert some of them buildings into housing for homeless and you know do some uh -huh. good with it all but I mean seriously yeah wow, yeah man. or a massive animal shelter prefer the and mm -hmm. That's what it. Do I know? There's not there's not enough animal shelters. That's right. <laughs> there is not enough animal shelters because people are idiots. Some of them with their animals, yeah. they do it for their own selfish reasons, not for the reasons their animals are part of their family, not just a bloody pet. That's it. Don't get me started on that because well, my dog's snoring. There's two of us on the same page. Internet. Yeah, no, my dog's snoring over here, so she sits in on all these podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, so let's, hey, let's get. You mentioned, you mentioned, I think Paul just mentioned when. You, we were talking about things can't be done the same way as they are now, you know, that reminded me to say um, about even my makeup in Dawn of the Dead, you know, the blonde zombie, that under my mask, I had a squib and a pyrotechnic, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, shoot. I can't think of his name right now. It'll come to me. Ken. I think his name was Ken. Um, they had that they had that little prophylactic filled with blood and then they had it wired and then you know on the count of when george was ready with mike yeah i had explode mm. i felt it i mean it was not it was under my it was under latex on my face on my cheek can you remember can you can you think about what i would look like today if it had imploded because it could have yeah like that i actually had wires and that electrical stuff that they touched together and then it would go poof that was 1978 with george Romero. and, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of torn here because i from what you're saying obviously there was clearly 
some risk you should not have been subjected to because of course that's not when when anybody signs but up for these things or gets in, into work. Would work. Yeah, now that's where I was going to go to. Now you're right, they were professionals, they knew what they were doing. But even with that being the case, today that would all be CGI or added on in post-production computer effects. And we've lost something there. We've definitely lost lost something there because I think you know if it does that it takes something away from it you know I think your effects that you talked about are much 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 better I've always preferred seeing those sorts of things than computer generated effects so this is my dog I was like yeah okay go ahead do it this is my dog oh looky we got a new little friend yeah this is my little fur granny hi sweetie she's um it's okay. Violent dog, aren't you? <laughs> Kill everybody with love. Uh, I'll put her. Yeah, I do. There. I love. Go back to sleep. We all like. We all like animals. Bless them. I have two raccoons in the back kennel. I could. I could freak out right now. But... She'd probably go for them. In all fairness, she hates cats and dogs and everybody else unless they're human. Oh. She doesn't like them that much. <laughs> so, also as well, um, using. Briefly, 1981's Night Riders. Ah, that was a fun film. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people refer that film as getting the family back together. No, because there's so many Romero alumni, so mm. like just in one place. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. We that was our next thing we all got together on. Yeah. T- tell me, I, um, I love what, that. what what was it like? I mean, that's got to have been some party in the um, in the evening, right? Um, I was hired to be the director of makeup on that one and I had two assistants I had Liz um, Augustine and Molly Um, and Molly Molly was just like so cool she she went on to do romper room afterwards but I had two assistants I was a director of makeup and I only did the leads again in fact um, uh, Stephen King came, you know, he did had that little bit part in Night Riders. I was so busy doing my leads, I gave Stephen King to Liz, I think. I said, you do this makeup because I don't, oh, I no. just don't have time for <laughs> I think his part was a fat slob pig or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, um, it was really fun because number one, I had more, I had more power. I had more responsibilities. You know, I was the director of makeup. And um, I, I did, I did all the makeup in that. I don't think I had a helper except for Molly and Liz, and um, that was fun. And and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the lead, <laughs> the king. Oh, Ed uh, Harris. Ed Harris. That was his. That was only his second movie that he had ever done in his life. Wow. He had, he had done one, and then this was the second one, and um, that was really incredible. So he was a brand new actor when I met Ed. And I did his makeup every day, which was an argument because he didn't want makeup at all. He did not want makeup. And I had to talk <laughs> oh, really? I promise I won't make you look made up. I'll just make you look like you've been out in the sunshine and had some fresh air and some color. And I kept my promise, but he was always very resistant for the makeup. And then Marty Ferrero, you know, that played my that I played his girlfriend in my little scene. Um, his next movie was Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Oh, wow. cool. And, you know, by a dinosaur. I mean, this is the stuff you go through. You you meet people. You the crew is all like a family, and then you meet these people that Ed Harris is like a huge star now. 
And that was his And then, uh, you know, Marty uh, Ferrero, um, you know, and his next movie was Jurassic Park. And it's like, wow, you know, I get to do his makeup. And I got to be really good friends with him. And and then he goes on. You know, it's just like people, since I moved to Michigan, nobody cares about what I used to do. And it's like, I have to keep my mouth shut. It's like, you guys. (laughs) Don't you realize you never saw Dawn of the Dead? Oh, man. Okay, fine. You never saw Night Raiders? Okay, fine. You hate raccoons? I kind of miss Pittsburgh a lot. Yeah. I've just, well, I've just remembered uh, what Martin Ferrero's part was in Jurassic Park. He was the guy who got eaten by the Tyrannosaurus Rex on the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a lawyer, yeah. Yeah, I was just like... And he, didn't, he had no clue when we were doing Night Raiders. He had no clue that was going to be his next audition. Wow. You know, wow. Auditions and he won it. I mean, so, you know... Well, that's I it. I mean, Night Riders had a, had a wealth of, of stars back then and stars now. I mean, what what a film to have a lot of decent mm. people in there. Mm. So good. I mean, who did uh, John Amplis' makeup? No, the white face. No, no. John, I'm pretty sure John did his own makeup. Did he? Oh, oh by yeah. the way, oh, John okay. says hi as well. When we did John oh, last week, I, I passed a message and he was like, oh, yeah, tell her hey. And I was like, yep. Yeah. So John says hey as well. <laughs> got a hair or somewhere it's driving me crazy yeah no, he was no i'm pretty sure he did his own makeup for that oh. i did his makeup and my assistants didn't do it so i'm pretty sure he did his own makeup yeah still see we can all still see each other um you know when we do these conventions and then we get to meet you guys that appreciated george it all goes back to george that's yeah. it he's like the sea all isn't he so I've got a couple of questions if that's okay. Um, I like to um, <clears throat> excuse me. I like to ask the Farfield um, different questions. Um, just looking at <clears throat> excuse me. Oh dear. <clears throat> just looking at your IMDB credits. Um, there's a film called The Spore that you're credited for. Oh, how do you know about that? Um, it's, on IMDb. it's it's on your IMDB. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I don't. Yeah, it's in post production. I really don't know who did that because that was all incorrect. It's all incorrect information. Ah. It's called The Spore. Yeah. And it was recently, I'm not allowed to say a whole lot about it. I, it was recently purchased. You know, movies have to get purchased by. Yeah, picked up. Yeah, whatever. Yep. It was picked up. And I don't know who. None of us know except for the director and the producer. Nobody has been told who it is, but all we knew know is they couldn't have picked a better. What's the word that the people that pick us up, the movie up? Studio uh, distributors or something? It's sold by a. Anyway, whoever it was, they are very, very, very happy. We were number seven in line. The movies that they purchased, we are number seven. So that puts us not until 2021. But it is called The Spore. I'm allowed to say that. And um, I play a lady named Vera. Yep. She's a mom. And um, she's pretty cool. And um, there's a really cool special effects guy. And he actually knows Tom Savini. The director actually worked with George, knows George. I mean, it was just, I felt like, and the cameraman, I felt like the um, Matt Cunningham is the director. And I felt like was when I was working with Matt and the cameraman, and I felt like it was with George and Mike again, because Matt just seems like a young, 
a young George Romero, and I, his whole genre is nothing but horror. And um, that's all he wants to do is horror. And he's got a whole bunch of movies coming up, and I, I'll be involved again with another movie or two, you know, once this damn pandemic goes away. Mm. Oh, get this. When we finish the spore, my birthday is February 19th. We worked. My last day was February 20th, I think. Well, the last day of filming for, for the whole movie. Because I, I opened the movie. Well, I shouldn't say anything. Anyway, I, the la- <laughs> February 20th was my last day of filming, and uh, which was cold. It was really interesting. Not inside a mall. But... Um, that then it was like when did the pandemic hit it was like in march early march or something we just in time it started i think it started in some places in december and then eventually spread by march time it was pretty much spread and here we were still okay in february you know there was no word of it you know at my birthday none you know it was like everything was and it was i think it was like two minutes two weeks after that it's like wow the whole world started to shut down so we were we, very, very lucky. We I can't wait. Same... You guys are going to like it. Yeah. The whole concept about it is really cool. It looks, it's... yeah, on IMDb actually looks quite cool. Yeah, the even poster the poster looks, looks really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's like at... a really sort of, um, what would you say, emaciated zombie type. Yeah, figure. rotten yeah. zombie. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it looks really good. There's an updated, looks like a, a studio-based professional poster has been put on there. Um, yeah, that's, I don't. I don't know I, what they say about that. Um, it's that was like fabricated. Somebody came up with that, or that was their original design. It's not going to be. In fact, they gave me a trailer. I have the trailer of the spore, but since the new, I wish I could think of the name of it, has bought it. They they have rights now, and they're going to create a new trailer. So um, I don't even know what the new trailer is going to look like yet. We haven't gotten permission to see it. Yeah. It hasn't been sent to me. Hopefully, but. you'll be in it. That's the main thing. I know. I was in. I was in the original trailer. Yeah, oh, man. You could see me like six times. You could hear me scream once. It was like, hey, <laughs> you know, it, was like, it was really good. And I, I was in it quite heavy. And um, so, the, yeah. I hope I'm in the new trailer, but who knows? So, um, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to just take it to my next question, which is a bit of a, a random one. Um, okay. If you could um, appear, or if you had a, um, I suppose should I do the three wishes one? I could, I suppose, couldn't I really? If you had three wishes, um, you can do it for your work career or your personal life. It's entirely up to you. Um, what what would those three wishes be? So, for instance, I'm thinking more if you could, say, uh, appear in a movie I or something like that. Oh, there we go. I wish for, I do. I mean, my whole my whole being is like, let's clean up the friggin' oceans and let's make people nicer to each other and let you know make people get along like animals can get along. Yeah. My first wish is, has always been peace. Yeah, I pray for that. Um, my second wish would be to change the laws <laughs> in Michigan or and all over the the world. I guess that that. Um, about raccoons you know in michigan it's a hateful thing i'm allowed to shoot them from a tree and let them fall down let jog- dogs chew them up i'm allowed to trap mm-hmm. them skin them alive i'm allowed to Ugh. do horrible things 
but I would get in really in a lot of trouble until recently. I would get in a lot of trouble for, you know, finding one that was a baby and giving it a bottle and keeping it in the house for a couple of years, even though it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't be a, a threat to the community. So I started, I started working with a, a, a rehabber, a legal rehabber. So now I'm a volunteer now. Now with her permission, I do, I am allowed to help raccoons, <laughs> but that would be my second wish: is to change law, some laws. We need your help here. We sorry to interrupt, but we need your help here because using the COVID as as a excuse, our government's recently passed a law called the Rule of Six. Not more than six people can meet up in any one place, but there are exemptions to it, like work and school and obvious things. But one of the exemptions that's caused out some concern is that seven children feeding ducks would be illegal because there's more than six but parties of up to 30 men can go out and hunt ducks that's been exempt how yeah. crazy is that hunting parties yeah very exempt. absolutely crazy it goes because it, that hurts my feelings because i mean the poor animal is innocent exactly you know, half their land all the time and then you know that with you know so you know uh, well, there is a cure for all this, by the way. Why, why do human beings just get such a thrill out of, of hurting? We never, we, never, we never stopped being cavemen. We just got smarter, invented fire and electrics and wore clothes and shaved cavemen, I, cavemen did it to eat and use the fur to keep warm and, mm -hmm. and, and use the bones to make jewelry. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they, they had to. There was no choice. I mean, their body was hungry, so they had they had to do things. Right now, I mean, I saw a video the other day, and there was a, a kid that had a cat, and he slammed the door on the tail, and he was, like, laughing. And, and it was a video. It's like, oh, my God. You know, what are we producing? What's in the water? What's in the This is why I don't like social why media. Okay, but I, sh I keep saying, you know, we're getting worse, and maybe the Internet shows we're getting worse. But when you think the beginning of time, we used to – we used to put people on crosses and we used to stone people and we used to burn witches that, you know, people that were like me that, you know, collect rocks and wings. <laughs> so Do you know what? I've, I'm not against the public stoning of people who are cruel to animals. Our, our, our race is really just, we're missing some points, you mm. know, passion. I mean, you guys seem to have some compassion, but there's four of us here. What about the, you know, 500 down the yeah. street that, that mm -hmm. want to do all these mean things and yeah. they litter and they, they could care less about our oceans. And I mean, and, you know, I, it just it's just so frustrating to me. So I suppose on that, can I ask? Before we forget, my third wish would really be oh. for Jimmy to get over his damn cancer because it's, it's, it's not an easy thing for him. It's stressful. For both of us, you know, living like this every day, you know, and the chemo brain. I tease him about his chemo brain. It's like, uh, yeah, it's not nice. It's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, they're, they're good wishes. Just, just on that, I was going to ask about Indie Bear, your book, and how that came about, and uh, where, 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 where people can maybe get that because we're we're sort of happy to let you let the fans know where they can pick up this sort of good stuff. The problem with Indie Bear, it, the book, is because it cost me about thirty dollars and two pennies to produce it because it's all color, and I didn't I didn't get it published. I self-produced that one, but yeah, I have um, this is Indie Bear. But the neat thing about this book is um, I put in a piece of shirt with blood on it, and there's two signatures, 
and there's a frameable one or two card. I mean, I make it worthwhile, you know, because mm. signatures are normally, you know, $20 a piece. So I make sure there's two signatures, but the book's $30 and it's a really nice book. It's my first one, so it's not the best book. But the then combo. my raccoon wrote a book and he wrote the second book, you know, oh, and it's, it's more of a children's book that can be, um, illustrated it could be colored and stuff and i'm on my third book but it was because i found a raccoon that needed help um a few years ago and i named him indy because it was independence day it was fourth of july when we found him and he was just he was just the most incredible animal in the world there's just something i've had about 28 since indy but there's never been another indy there was just he just loved me with a passion i mean he'd look at me and he'd grab me with his hands and he just like kiss me lick me you know what <laughs> i mean he's a wild raccoon but i you know he was little when i got him yeah all animals have souls um and i think uh, he was animals fun. regardless whether wild can be capable of amazing things um, so where can people go and so look my, get in that book with all the goodies that come with it as well indie bear they have to go through me because i self-published and you know i can do a deal you know i don't have to sell for 30 it's it's sold for 30 dollars but i can I can go down to 20, but it's 20 plus shipping. No, no, we don't want people going down. I told I wondering, is there a website we can go to? I, ha I don't know. I haven't kept up my website. So just. <laughs> we'll, we'll make contact with you. It's fine. It's good. That's fine. I'll do that outside of this. Folks, London and, and the UK and, and Germany and all that, you know, overseas is all shipping is just horrendous. Yeah. It's like yeah. 15 50, I think, to, to mail it. Yeah. You know, so it'd be your, if I, you know, I went down to 20, it would still be 20 plus 15, 50, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, that's fine. I would make it, and I always put surprises in. <laughs> that's, and that's, yeah. what's, that's what's great. That's, that's, what's, that's what's all the better, yeah. No, it's good, good stuff. The other book, though, the children's book, the, um, My Journey, that the raccoon wrote, you, you can find that at Scholar's or bookstores or that one got published. Cool. Okay. So that one you can find, Amazon I think has it, oh, and they, yeah, they sell it anywhere from twelve ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. Depends on, it depends on what store. Or you can, well, get, uh, it, you can get it cheaper too. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try <laughs> and, and find I, the link, and we'll stick it in the description. Yeah. I'm sorry. We'll find the link to it, the Amazon one, and we'll stick it in the description so people can click and then buy it. Yeah. You can get you, it for me for like twelve, and I'll sign it for free. How about that? Cool. That sounds good to me. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I was asking is you, you probably don't remember, but you were kind enough, uh, probably at least two years ago now, to make some jewellery because I know you make jewellery. You made some jewellery for my wife with some pictures of my daughter in it, and she's getting old enough now. I think she'd appreciate that's your books. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. So that's I'm going right. to try and pick those up. Yeah, because they were really nice pieces. Really nice pieces. I made this a little while ago. I was sitting in front of the, well, it was like noon. I thought, oh, I've got a few hours. I made this in my earrings. But I'm doing Halloween jewelry right now, too. But, yeah, I do the um, images, and I can put them into the cabacons. And that's what I do. I'm writing my third book. I make jewelry. I make urnsies. I call them urnsies. If ashes, like from people or animals, I make little urnsies that you can wear. Yeah. And I oh, cool. Them. Well, that's it, because obviously you uh, you sell the uh, little uh, blood veils, but obviously I bought one of the last ones, didn't I, because you started talking about doing those block things. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, that? 
Um, I haven't talked to him lately, but yeah, that was the way to go because those blood valves were, I don't know, the, the blood was, because it's water-based, yeah. it was just dissipating no matter how I tried to close them, especially if people would always open them up and it's like the air would get to it. and So I kind of fading off of that, but yeah, he was going to put my blood and splatter it into resins and we were going to start selling those. Yeah. I haven't talked to him for a while. Yeah. You know, let's go, everybody gets busy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that would be cool. I'll let you know more that. That'll yeah, be definitely. That'll be really something. I think yeah. that'll be. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Like he was gonna do um, like a coffin, an idea, and I thought that would work. Yeah, that's cool. With some Evan City bark in it and dirt and little stones, and then I was gonna give him some bones, and then the real the real blood. We're not faking any of this. It's always the real blood, and I only have about that much in my bottle left. Yeah. Very, if that much. It started off, the bottle was, oh, it was like 12 inches high from yeah. Donna. Well, that's it. You showed uh, me, Dave, the bottle. And me, me and you and Dave had that chat a couple of months back. Yeah, it was cool. I, I had to buy one. I still, I still got it. It's actually wrapped around um, one of my zombies that's on top of my TV. It's a wrap around his neck. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in your living room right now, Scott? I am, yeah. Yeah. Got all my pictures of there and stuff. Paul, you look like you're in an office. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm in my house upstairs and it's kind of been converted to a makeshift office. So um, this is where I sit and do most of my work and podcasting stuff. So, yeah. Nice. This is, um, yeah, I've got my All lightsaber. All I see is, you, is my head behind your head. Yeah. <laughs> where are you? I'm in my house. I'm in my bedroom. So I have to have a background. Otherwise, people know where I sleep and come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. So I've got a question for you. If if you could be um, in any movie, if you could pick one movie that you could go back in time and be in, um, what would that be? Oh, man. It's a question I think every Rain movie fan asks. There was a day, how I got into the spore is, okay. it was so interesting. Well, I used to work at General Motors. I was brought from Pittsburgh. That's why I moved from Pittsburgh. And um, anyway, there was this one one fellow. I was I was kind of a consultant facilitator there, and I kept in touch with a couple people that I taught. And um, this one, Bobby Ryder, was um, he's a real George Romero fan. And I, how do I say this really quick? Anyway, I was watching a movie called um, Lolita. And I was thinking that day, Lolita, I think it was called. It's an old black and white film. But Shelley Winters. I'm, I'm not even a fan of Shelley Winters, but I loved her character. And I was sitting there thinking, I, I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'll never be in another movie since I moved to Michigan. My career is over. Oh, I could really get into that Shelley Winters because she was an older lady. She liked to drink. She was getting heavy set. She was very needy. And it was like the whole movie, it was like, I would love to play her part. And um, I put it on pause. It was on Netflix, I think. And I put it on pause. And I came out the check because I was selling jewelry. So I came out the check. And I got a message from the director from L.A. Um, that said, Jeannie, I've been, I met a friend of yours. I found out you're in Michigan. I'm a producer. I've got a movie. And I would love to meet you if you'd like to be in a part. And it was like, it was just so cool because I was watching a movie, feeling sorry for myself. 
check my email and I get a, a, a thing and that's how I got my part in the spores. You know, he and I hooked up and it worked out. And um, that would be my part that I would love to do is that old movie, the old black and white, the Shelley winners. But a new one, um, boy, man, you just give it to me and I'll learn how to, I'll, I'll memorize it and I'll try to do it. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't do anything young anymore, but if I had to go back, I had to do an old one, you mean? Like an old, an old anyone, one? Anyone, anyone at all. I'd have been Pretty Woman. Oh, I nice. like with, with yeah. Richard Gere. I, w I think I wouldn't have minded her her part, you know, playing her scene. That would have been kind of fun. That would have been cool. different. That would have been cool. That would have been good. Mm -hmm. I could see that happening. That would be yeah. good. That would have been, that would, yeah, because it was just like such a chick flick, but I would love to see, like, um, a sequel to that one you know whatever happened to her and richard after they got together you know with her past and stuff that would that would be cool to have a sequel to that movie no i wouldn't mind being julia roberts in the pretty woman and then um but i would love to be the old black and white i think i'd like to be in any chiller theater or not chiller theater um twilight zone movie oh twilight zone yep. yeah yeah, I think anything that Rod Serling did, I would I wouldn't mind being any of his. I love the old Twilight Zone shows. They're brilliant. They really huh. do. They're good allegories. You really do get a lesson from them, and they're entertaining. I love all the old uh, the old yeah. Twilight Zones. They're brilliant. You don't, you don't get that that often, do you? Don't, you? Yeah, you like don't. Yeah, you don't. Twilight Zone. They've tried to recreate it with like, uh, yeah. oh, what do they call it? The Outer Limits, and then they oh, redid the Twilight good. Zone. Yeah. They were good, but they were never. But they never quite got the got the nisp of the of the Twilight Zone. No, good. good. Good shout there. I've got one, one, one quick question. I don't know if you can tell. I'm wearing my weekend of the dead uh, t-shirt. Obviously, that's what got you over to the UK. Was it 2017? You were in the weekend of the dead. I'm trying to remember if it was 2016 or 2017. I just wonder if you could tell us a bit about your experience of that. That was um, 16. 2016. Ah. Uh -huh. Manchester, November 2016. So that's funny to say that because I've got the um, I've got this that we all signed. Oh, cool, awesome! How, how great you can pull that to hand. That's amazing. I love that you can just grab yeah. that to hand. Mark is going to be so happy. Cool. That is we all signed it. Terry Alexander, Mike Christopher, Lenny Lees, David Ball, me, Jim Crutt, Eugene Clark, Gary, Gary Clark, and Marty Schiff. Yep. And again, look, family. I mean, Lenny, Mike, Marty, and Jim. You good know, memories, Judy. Really good memories from 2016. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It was the first time I met Terry. Terry oh, Terry wow, really? Terry. Terry's great, isn't he? Yeah. We stayed, you know, you know, we stayed at the same place and at breakfast together and he gave me he gave me a piece of jewelry and it was just i don't know it just i love all of us guys did, did, did you, didn't you watch a day of the dead in marcus's front room with terry as well yeah we so, jealous, so jealous about that, that is jealous, yeah. <laughs> i think tracy she was like oh i don't want to see this again I, I think she disappeared for a little bit but yeah we were all in the living room jimmy and and um marcus and terry and and me we watched it we watched some Dawn of the Dead, and we watched, yeah, it was just, what a and then, you know, like, Brazil, um, you know, I did all, I did a whole bunch of stuff with her dad as far as Chiller Theater, yeah. and, um, you know, so it was, 
and I used to see when Bill Cardell and I, because uh, it was every Saturday night, you know, he used to have a picture of Lori on his desk, you know, when we were in between commercials and stuff. And then I got to meet Lori, you know, as she grew up and stuff, and we became friends. It's just, what a pathway, huh? What a yeah. journey. It's weird how, how all the forks and how all the roads intertwine. Yeah. And then they just sort of like all lead to the same road. You know, it's it's cool. It's like George is walking down the road and everyone's following him behind sort of thing. That's what it feels like. It's just such a cool story to hear your past like with uh, Chili Billy and Laurie. I mean, that's like, whoa, no way did you actually... It's so cool. And yeah. You have to get, Scott, why this is all, like, important and stuff. It's because of you guys. I mean, yeah, we all say this, but it's so true. None of this would be important to a damn person if it weren't for the love of you guys loving this stuff. Yeah. You're, you're the one that keeps it going on. You are. It's not us. I'll be 70 in February. And it's like, wow. and I am Michigan. There's not a damn person that cares anything about anything that I've ever done. I don't talk. Half the people don't even know anything about me. Wow. We just, we, I listen to them and we just go on and I try to keep quiet about raccoons. And I certainly don't talk about myself because they, you know, they don't care. It's you guys that keep this all going. And it's like, so bless you. <laughs> Yeah, and I think yeah, I think we'll be keeping it going for many, many, many years, and bringing our children up knowing that as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I can be honest about it, so I um, my first weekend to the dead was uh, was this year, wasn't it? It was the start oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, it was the start this year. So it got rescheduled to February, and that was my first ever weekend to the dead, because uh, um, Colin kept saying to me, "You've got to come. You've got to come. You've got to come." So we oh, yeah. kind of reignited my passion for horror movies and I went and I absolutely loved it. And you were absolutely right. The the team there, regardless of what film you were in, whether it was night, dawn or day, you could see it was a Romero family and it wasn't like a normal convention because I've done conventions for the love of horror and for the love of sci-fi and all the other stuff. This was very much a group of humble people who were bonded into a family because of a common experience with one person's vision and were very humble and grateful to meet the fans which was quite nice oh sorry well, have i said something wrong no, no, a, no, no, no. just 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 Gene Gene. Is very lovely Gene is so lovely yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> oh, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry if i've upset you <laughs> I didn't mean to be, but I just liked it. I thought it was a great experience. No, I went, I went home buzzing. Upset. It's a good upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I went home buzzing from it. I thought it was really yeah. cool. I kind of got why the lads liked it. Is it, it. a full moon? They <laughs> 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 say girls get a little emotional on moons. I wonder if it is. It's like, I think it's fair to say though. But if it wasn't for those horror conventions, we wouldn't be sat here doing what we've been doing for the last, the bulk of this year, doing interviews and podcasts and stuff like that, because it. We, we kind of had a, a common click, a common bond, really, with this sort of stuff. So, And we're doing it for fun because we enjoy it. And I'm now I'm now a repeater of all of the movies. I've watched them multiple <laughs> times now, so I'm not in the, I've only ever watched it once. <laughs> I've watched all the versions. My husband is not into any horror stuff. I mean, he I don't know if he's scared or what, but he won't. He, he leaves the room when I watch stuff, but... He's one of my best supporters as far as when we go to a show and stuff together because he is a people person. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. Now we are. It's, it's like, but 
again, it goes back to George. George was humble. He was a very kind, true gentleman. And, and that's just how he hired people pretty much like that. And all the crew, I'll tell you, I, I just dearly love the crew. I heard from Jim Crutt the other day. Um, he sent me a little card and stuff. And I mean, we just, and then on Facebook, thank goodness for Facebook. I'd pay for Facebook just to keep it going. Um, you know, you can still keep in touch with people. Yeah. But, and Jim's yeah. so lovely as well. Jim's amazing on, on 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 Facebook as well. He's great. He's You can't fault him. You can't really fault anyone. It's this, you know, like you say, it's that family and it just goes on and on. Yeah. It's just great. <laughs> great to know that it's there and we can be part of it in some way. Well, we've got Jim on here soon, haven't we? So we have, we have, yeah. We've got Jim coming on soon. Uh, so we're oh, going to be looking forward to talking to Jim, yeah, and Lenny. John, how was John the other day? Yeah, he was great. John was great. Yeah, John was amazing. We got talking about theatre. Once we got yeah. talking about theatre, he was off. That was it. We couldn't stop him, which is brilliant to hear because yeah. it's not often you hear about that side of thing. You know, you always, you know, you always talking about Romero and Day. I mean, John's got an extensive Romero. Got a catalogue because of the Martin and Night Riders and Day Creep Show, yeah. So we so we did we talked a lot about Romero, but we ended it off with talking about his theatre, his crew and theatre, and it was great to hear him. He just went on, didn't he? He just yeah. like I don't care about time anymore. Yeah. We're talking about the theatre, and that's it. And really I think brilliant. the fun, I think the funniest part was he had to go up for cigarettes. He couldn't find them, so he was dying around his house for ages trying to find his <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Nah, I love John. I've got a lot of time yeah, for John. Um, even at Weekend of the Dead this year, we was having some silly photographs and he, we started dancing, me and John, and once we finished, he just gave me like, the, the wettest kiss. On me. I was just like, John. <laughs> oh, man. Oh! <laughs> just, what, like, she, she just jumped on me. Logan, Coley, Patches. I'm surprised they even had... Three cats walk by. Well. Yeah, I've got, I've got a question because I was doing a bit of research and a bit of stalking, and uh, I stumbled across something about your son making prosthetic limbs and three D printing prosthetic limbs and being quite helpful. Can you tell us a bit about that? Because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, Aaron. Um, and, yeah. My son is Aaron. He goes by Aaron Brown because you know that was my other name. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Aaron, I don't know, he, he, he got a passion for 3D printing, and he just, I don't know where he came up with this 3D printing stuff, but he he did own a shop for a little while, not too far uh, down the street, and uh, he's with another big company, not right now, but um, yeah, he was just, out of the goodness of his heart, he was making, he was doing hands, and he was doing like the comic, the comic hands, so like the um oh and the and stuff all these wonderful like kids that didn't have hands they were born without hands and maybe they only had their wrist and all of a sudden and they were getting teased in school he would come up and make these hands that all they had to do is move their elbow and you could you could move you know it would move their fingers and they became the all of a sudden the most popular kids and they could actually use a fork and a spoon and they could catch a ball and it was like he he just started it just changed their lives um and then he's he's working working with another company now and and they're doing all kinds of different things but yeah he he's just um i'm very proud of my son um 
it's just he and I, and then now Jimmy, you know, is his stepdad. <laughs> mm. Aaron, yeah, the 3D printing thing. I don't know where he got that, but his, um, he just he just got a dog. He just rescued a dog the other day. Oh, see, so that's the coolest one in the family. <laughs> big dog lover. That's I good. haven't met the dog yet, but it's a German Shepherd. And, uh, I haven't met him yet. Just got him the other day. <laughs> I'm, I'm real proud of Aaron Brown and his... 3D printing and how it happened, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's technology, isn't it? It comes in to people's lives, some, sometimes by accident, sometimes they they aim for it and it's just... It's, I didn't it's even know what 3D changing. printing was. I mean, he was <laughs> he was making me some things. Hold on, let me show you this one thing you need. He made, this is out of wood. He did a 3D printing thing out of wood. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, 3D printing. This was when oh, he first started. I still don't understand 3D you printing. You can 3D print pretty much anything out of any material you can yeah, get in all a up in space. You know, they're doing. They can 3D, you know, 3D print a screwdriver if they all of a sudden need a new one that's, or something. That's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the modern spacecraft now, all the missions to Mars, um, they're actually transporting the materials with all the schematics, and when they're there, they can then 3D print anything they, they want while the they're there. Filament that they need or screwdriver, yeah. Dude, you can see it's an early form of replicator. This is all this is from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an early form of replicator. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. It's yeah, just using yeah. fluids and super far, super amazing technology. Uh, eventually, we'll end up with Star Trek replicators. It's, it's, it's a, too many people's heads. It's amazing if you look at those shows. It's 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 amazing if you look at those shows like the early Star Treks and some others the foresight those guys had in technology today because you see the doctor yeah. walking around with what's basically a tablet he has a tablet he's pushing things on it and that's an ipad that's basically yeah. What, yeah. What an ipad now you know yeah. they were doing that in the 60s it's crazy yeah interesting huh? yep so what are we going to do now i mean what can we come up with to make the world better i've, and I've got an idea i've got an idea i've got an idea and it's it's something that's already been mentioned so um, there is a TV series in England called Red Dwarf. It is. And there is, and it's called Red Dwarf. Red it's, Dwarf. It, Red Dwarf. It's a comedy show about the last human being alive on a spaceship uh, three million miles from Earth. And um, basically this show, there's one episode called Justice. And <laughs> it's where they find a prison colony um, like a space station and a prison colony and when they go in there they enter something called the justice field and I would love the justice field on earth because mm -hmm. basically what the justice field is is if you commit any crime to anything or anyone that then happens to you yes so if you, yes yes <laughs> if you yes, punch someone yes. you get punched if you yes. steal something something of yours goes missing yes. I it's have brilliant. said so many people if you follow me at all I don't know on Facebook I, if I were a judge, yeah, I would be. It's an eye for an eye. Yes. A fucking eye for an eye. Yep. Excuse my so, English, but so I don't that's worry. That's and I think seriously, if it were like you just said, Paul, if it and you know what I just said, if it were an eye for an eye, I think it would curb some of this stuff. It would because stop it dead. They thought they were going to get caught, and if they thought if they got caught, it was going to happen to them, they just might not do so, it. Yeah. It may curb. This episode <coughs> is basically, it's this weird field they go into that's run by the computer, so they can't hide anything at all. 
in any way, shape, or form. I think uh, there's there's I'm one scene be... where he, there's there's one scene Jimmy, where he sets the guy's bed on fire and he goes on fire. Yeah. <laughs> he sets the bed on fire, but then he goes on fire. It's brilliant. It's the yeah. one where Rimmer goes to jail for a long time for killing everyone on the um, that's that's right. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. your thoughts and like a thousand years or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you've been negligent of a crime, it then punishes you and forces you to serve prison time. And if, wow. it, honest to God, Jeannie, if you ever get a chance, um, I, I'm sure you probably get BBC, but you, I'm sure you can get it on iTunes. Um, but it's it's Red Dwarf. I think it's in series five, and it's called Justice, and it we is one all. of the funniest. It is the funniest. He, they tried to recreate it for America, uh, an American version. It just didn't work. But the, it's a it's a cult classic tv show it was actually a rip-off of star trek and when when they started it um the producers of star trek were going to sue them um but the actors loved it so much yeah they loved it so much because it was such a it's nothing like star trek it's like this a tramp on a hologram in space it's in space that's about the first word is r-e-d red r-e-d or yeah r-e-d and also how do you spell the last word dwarf d-w-a-r-f D-W-A-R-F, as in dwarf. Oh, small dwarf. D-W-A-R-F. Because yeah, yeah. I believe a red dwarf is like a platform okay. star or something. That's that's the scientific yeah. angle of it. Scott, can you send her the link to the episodes? I've just sent her the spelling of it. <laughs> Great, okay. Okay. Oh, man, thanks. No problem. I just watched on Netflix. Um, have you guys seen? It's a 10-episode thing. It's called um, Ratchet. Oh, Paul was talking about it today. Um, I saw the trailer yesterday. I definitely got to watch it. We were talking about it before we came on this call. I, I watched uh, the first episode last night. It's like, visually it's stunning. Good. There yeah. is a lot of good special effects in it. <laughs> I really love Sarah Paulson. She's great in everything that she does. So as soon as I saw that she was in that, I had to put that on my list, okay. my list of what I'm going to watch. That's what I was watching while I was making my jewelry. I was like making jewelry, watching, making jewelry, watching. What, what's that one called again? Ratchet. Ratchet. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's basically a prequel of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's playing the evil nurse. Oh, from, okay, but, cool. But it's like 20 years before. Yeah. Or oh, I don't know how long before, but it's before. One, it must... one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. Was... No, no. The, the main character in that show is the... I don't, have you seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? The Jack Nicholson movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's Nurse Ratchet. That's... The evil, a nurse who, spoiler alert, ends up giving him the brain uh, uh, lobotomy. Sorry, the film is over 20 years old, so if you haven't seen it, that's your fault. Uh, nurse uh, Ratchet. Okay. Well, Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is who is in the TV show. It's her when she's much younger. It's, it's like her growing up. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I, and and I must have been a while since I saw the Jack Nicholson. That's Jack right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Another spoiler alert is where the big chief picks up the water fountain and throws it out the window and then runs off into the field. That's the end of the film. But again, I make no apologies. This film is twenty-five years old, so <laughs> you know if you haven't seen it, you've had your chance. Yeah. Thanks for that. You ruined that for me. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Cheers for that. Great. Wonderful. Good. Listen, if it's any consolation, going off topic now, so I'll be very, very brief. But if it's any consolation, I'm going to do it again now. But again, I don't care. Uh, I was talking about The Sixth Sense. You know the film with Bruce Willis? The yeah. Sixth Sense. I know you guys know. I don't know, Jeannie. Do you know this, The Sixth Sense? Where the 
where the kid can see dead people. It's an old film. Uh, the I was trying to explain it to my dad without spoiling the big twist at the end because it's a massive twist at the end. Okay. And my grandmother at the time could overhear was talking and she basically said, oh, it, is that the one where, and I don't say anything, but she basically ruined the entire twist for my dad. And I said to my dad, oh don't bother watching it now. Don't bother watching it. There's, there's no point in you watching it now because now you know that, <laughs> which I won't say. There's no point watching the film. So, yeah. that's, that's it. As much as it's a great film to watch, once you've watched it the first time, you, you, it's not the same is, ever again. That is M. Night Shyamalan's movies, though, isn't it? You watch yeah. the films and at the end there's the big expose, Massive the big twist. twist. And then you just like, I mean, at the end of Glass, when they played the music from Unbreakable, I was jumping out of my seat in the cinema. I was over the moon because only then did you find out it was a sequel to Unbreakable, which yeah, was just yeah, you didn't an know awesome beforehand, film. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. Um, but, okay. Yeah. I think we need a fourth wish. I okay. think you guys and me need to be in a movie together. How about that for a fourth wish? Well, that would be awesome. I I, where do I sign? Just <laughs> yeah. where show me go? where to sign and I'll just, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'll trip, to see what trip. I can do. I don't know how transportation would be getting you guys here over the pond, but, you know. We will swim. We will yeah, swim. swim. We will swim. Depends. My flight in airplane. I've got a flight booked for November. Well, Scott's got, I think, two flights now. He's got two flights in his bank. I've got one because I'm not cancelling it. I can happily have like the voucher or whatever else. So I'm definitely coming back to Pittsburgh again soon. And if we have to drive eight hours to your house, Jeannie, we'll do it. We'll hire a car and we'll drive. It's not a problem. That's all I am is about eight, eight, eight hours back. Pittsburgh's my home. I was. You know, brought up. I was born and brought up in Pittsburgh. It's never difficult if you have to drive. It has the hills, and it's greener <laughs> than Michigan, believe it or not. Um, I'm, I'm has dirt. Michigan does. We have clay and sand. We don't have real dirt in Michigan. At least in most areas. I even miss the dirt. I go back to Pittsburgh when I go to the mall. I get a little bit of dirt, you know, and I put in a little bag and I bring it back here. <laughs> so. I think you alluded to this earlier, but I'm just going to ask again because I think it's quite an interesting thing. Obviously, you've, you've grown up in Pittsburgh and like you alluded to, you went shopping in the mall. So what did you think when you first found out you'd be working there at night making this movie? What, what was your first thoughts then? You're like, oh, wow, what, we're going to a mall? How does that work? I totally thought, honestly, Colin, I just said, oh, it's another project to work on. Cool. You know, I was like, and I worked during the day, too, because Tom and I had to go get body parts and make make things and sit down and talk um, over a glass of wine. Like, how are we going to make something worse than what we just did? You know, so we, we, we never really slept a lot, you know. <laughs> busy, busy bees. <laughs> it was like three and a half months, but I was young enough to get away with it. I worked during the day and I worked at night and very little sleep. But I was, it was geek. I was just geeked. Who, who needed, why would you want to sleep? It was like a three and a half month project. I didn't well, I think could, yeah. of it. It was like, oh, well, different. But it was like, it, for to me, it was just another project. I never even thought Dawn of the Dead was going to be a hit movie. It, just, it was just a project to work on. Oh. You know, I didn't it's, know who Tom Savini was when I picked him at, for the Halloween costume. I was like, oh, hi, I'm Jeannie. Oh, I'm Tom, nice to meet you. You know. It's funny you say that because I, when we were lucky enough to get to Pittsburgh last year, yeah. now 
2020 is going to throw everything out of sync. I'm going to forget what year happened when, and because this year is such a write-off. But last year, and I kept saying to people, I haven't flown 3,000 miles to sleep. I, yeah. I can do that. I want to get back home. Let's go see this. Let's go and do that. Let's go speak to this person. Just doing as much and seeing as much as we possibly could. And you're right, when you can do that, it's great. But I don't know if I could do it. I, again, did, I have to see. Where did you, like, find places to eat? Where'd you go? Well, we went... We went to Denny's for breakfast a lot. We went for that meal with you, Jim, Denise and John Kiss. We went to the Olive Garden, there. didn't we? Yeah. We went yes. to the Olive Garden. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. They they were extras, of course. Yeah. They became really good friends of mine. Yeah. They're great guys. We we love them. They're great guys. Yeah. Thing about, uh, what's it like to be an extra? You can really get close with the cast and crew yeah. too. Anyway, maybe they I had a horse. I had a what was it? 80 acre farm at the time I was renting and I had a horse, <laughs> which is funny. Anyway. Um, yeah. Denise and John would come over and, and take pictures and we were together and I've got to tell you one funny story. Tasso and Tom Savini. Tasso. You know, Tasso. Yeah. Oh yes. Day, early in the morning at my 80 acre farm. This is during Dawn of the Dead, but this was like on a weekend, a day we weren't, I don't know what happened. No, it wasn't Dawn of the Dead. It was Night Riders. It was during Night Riders, and we had a, a tornado hit and ruined our 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 set. You guys still there? Yes, okay. yes, still there. We're listening. We had, a, we had a tornado that ruined our set, so we were off for quite a few days, um, which was expensive for poor George because we had to rebuild stuff. Anyway, um, it was an off day, and I was like in bed, I was sleeping, and I hear all this noise. It's like. All this noise. I mean, a lot of noise. I look out my bedroom window. Tom and Tasso are in my driveway, and I can see my horse, you know, right beyond them. Here's Tom and Tasso. They're practicing sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me they were coming over. But I mean, oh, that's awesome. Like, just crazy. It's like, I don't know what just made me think of that, but <laughs> I haven't thought of that for years. But, I mean, it just... Yeah. We uh but let just, me just, just on just on your just on your question about where we ate, there's one story and there's an infamous photo, unfortunately. We oh, went we, we went to Evan City for Night of the Living Dead and the uh the the crazies and we were with Ramona and Russ. They said they basically gave up so much time. Russ was amazing, he gave up so much of his time to They've been to the house. To all the sets. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not when they were still together, right? They're not together anymore. But yeah, um, yeah they sat right in that room. And they stayed here for a couple of days. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, when I told Ramona that we were doing this, she said, "Send my love for Jeannie. She's her favorite." So there you go. That was Ramona. She's amazing uh -huh. too. But they were showing us all around Evan City. It was brilliant. <laughs> and we went to this sports bar to get wings. They did like a whole road of you know you get chicken wings in about. 40 different flavors 40 different ways and i was at the time thinking well americans don't really do hot spicy food and i like hot spicy food i eat curries and other things i've you know been around I, I can do spicy so i'll order the hot wings oh my god i nearly died i'm literally nearly dead at the table and someone's managed to take a photo and my face is literally of a man who is I in such excruciating pain my face is frozen, oh. locked in this pain. Oh my God. Everyone laughs. Everyone was laughing at me. Everyone was laughing. Oh, Maybe I deserved it. I just... <laughs> yeah. 
So um, if I go back to Evan City, I'm not getting the hot wings. I'm not um, ordering the hot wings. I'm My tongue's burning find... just thinking about it. I'm, like, I'm currently out. trying to find that picture to send you, Jeannie. Hmm? I'm currently trying to find that picture so I can send it to you. <laughs> Ramona and Russ and me? And... No, no, the, the of Colin dying. Oh, in those... <laughs> okay. oh, you poor guy. I feel for you. I do actually have pictures of Colin. Well, one time you. I was like making something and I didn't know. I, I was growing peppers out in the backyard. I just, I was growing in this little garden section and I was like, I didn't know. And I was picking it and I was like just peeling it and it was like just touching it through my skin. All of a sudden, I had this, it went through my nose and down my throat. It was like, it was, excuse me, it was really bad. It was a jalapeno, or no, it was where it was a habre, or I don't know what it's called, but. They're fierce. They're fierce. Which is a I got that I thought yeah. it was cute, because the peppers were like, just pretty. So I was like, oh, okay, and I peel it and take out the, oh, it was, I know it was poisonous to me, because it was like, some essence came through my body and it was like i wanted oh i almost died i just oh man it just oh man forgot about that that's another story. <laughs> so, so. crazy crazy yeah so yeah so we, we ate there if i go back there hopefully i'll go back there because everything is great as well i won't eat the hot wings but yeah like uh, scott says we had a lot of time in denny's because it was easy and i love american breakfast that's the one thing you guys do breakfasts you don't mess about when these breakfasts were coming out and they were like three or four plates. Oh, I'll say it's like, not really geez, breakfast, is it? It's not coming out on four plates. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I put on about a stone just eating breakfasts. Uh, you know what great. you guys have over there that we don't have here? The same? Croissants. Oh, really? Oh, your croissants. Oh, man. When I was over there visiting with Marcus and, like, and, you know, we were, you know, you guys have these croissants that are crispy on the outside and soft and chewy on the inside. Mm, man, send me a croissant any day. <laughs> we'll try and get some shipped over. I don't know if we have to especially package them, keep them fresh. Ours is kind of soggy. You have to put them in the oven to get them similar to yours, and they're still just not the same. But you guys have the best. Yeah, I was when I came over. Um, when I, I guess it was when I was doing the um, the Manchester. Um, you know, we had we had a lot of breakfast. You guys had like baked beans and stuff like stuff in the morning that we don't have here. It was interesting, you know, beans. Yeah, and they, it's weird how they are different. Yeah, it's weird. Because yeah. <laughs> you guys have biscuits, but that's a scone. You know, you guys have biscuits, but to us, that's a scone or a scone. And it's weird. You'll serve that with a savoury dinner. It's weird. There's, there's, there's all kinds of... I was oddness. looking forward to going to America this year, but hopefully I'll get there next year and I can observe all the weirdness and all the um, <laughs> social differences. And well, if you do out. get over to the States, start off here like Marcus and Tracy did and their kids. You know, they started off here and then they went on to, um, you know, Monroeville after that. So start off here and stay a day. And... Um, I might change my flight to fly to Chicago. Some ducks and some squirrels. and. I'd love to do it. Colin, I've been saying to you for years we need to do a road trip across America. Oh, we have to. We have to, yeah. We have to. We will will do it. Yeah, 40 is still young. We're still young, you know. I know, I know. Listen, I don't mind doing it when I'm 60, for God's sake. At some point, I want to do a road trip right across the States. Go wherever the hell I want, do what I want, see the things I want to do. Without being nagged or moaned at or anything like that. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Dad's only. Oh, that's that's cool. So, 
Well, I'll tell you what, then, on that note, then, we'll, uh, we'll we'll end it there. So, everyone who's been watching, we have been sat here with the lovely and beautiful Jeannie Jeffries. And um, cheers this for watching. This has been fun. Well, Jeannie Jeffries, guys, wow. What a... Yeah, I, I, I a nice lady. Yeah, I love Jeannie. I've got all the yeah. time in the world for her. Absolutely love her. And I mean She's so that, great, yeah. She's so great with the fans as well. So brilliant. Such a lovely person. Any everyone everyone leaves that I've been privileged to be on with anyone from um, these movies has just been so humble, so nice, so polite, so friendly, uh, and I'm really lucky because I've met now more people than what I met when I was at uh, Weekend of the Dead. So it's yeah, it's really cool. It's just interesting stories, interesting people. Uh, I mean, that's what I like because you know they, all these people are just normal people. You know, they're not like arrogant, egotistical morons or anything no. like that. They, they're just grounded. Normal people yeah. who've done a good piece of work in their life that still remember to this day, yeah. and she's still working. And fair play to her. Yeah, no, that's it. And I'm looking forward to her new film, The Spore. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. To go. We cool. should do a review of that. We should watch that and do a review of that. I think, and you know, get Genie in on it as well. Maybe we, yeah, we've we'll got a lot maybe. of movie reviews yeah. to do. Actually, we've we got do. a lot of movie reviews to do. Yeah, we do. So yeah, so um, the thing that attracts me to Jeannie as well that she loves animals, and I've, I'm a two dog, five cat, a million fish sort of household. <laughs> so <laughs> regular Doctor Doolittle. That's it. Yeah. So honestly, absolutely, Jeannie's fantastic. Um, so please, yeah, guys, if you like this, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you very much, Alas Horror. Out. See you guys. Bye.